The Jesuits and spiritual directors of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center invite you into prayer. As we begin our prayer time, we pause for a moment, rest our bodies, and sense God's loving gaze upon us. God is here, inviting us to be still and know that I am God. Today, we ask for the grace, for the gift of light, to overcome the darkness in our world, in our church, and in ourselves. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. This week's reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Let no one deceive you with empty arguments, for because of these things the wrath of God is coming upon the disobedient. So do not be associated with them, for you were once in darkness, but now you are a light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. For light produces every kind of goodness and righteousness and truth. Try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the fruitless works of darkness. Rather, expose them, for it is shameful even to mention the things done by them in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. This week's contemporary voice comes from Mohandas Gandhi. We are born to serve our fellow men and women, and we cannot properly do so unless we are wide awake. There is an eternal struggle raging in humanity's breast between the powers of darkness and of light, and the one who has not the anchor of prayer to rely upon will be victim to the powers of darkness. Persons of prayer will be at peace with themselves and with the whole world, Those who go about the affairs of the world without a prayerful heart will be miserable and will make the world also miserable. Apart, therefore, from its bearing on humanity's condition after death, prayer has incalculable value for humanity in this world of the living. Prayer is the only means of bringing orderliness and peace and repose in our daily acts. Let these words sink into your soul.
This week's reflection comes from Father Peter Fink. This week, the theme of our contemplatio is darkness and light, and how the light is a gift to overcome the darkness. Even more, our theme is the journey that all of us are on, the journey to move away from darkness into the light. This is our faith, that Jesus is the light who, through death and resurrection, has conquered all darkness. Darkness and light are present throughout the Old and New Testament. You see it in the first day of creation. God said, let there be light, which he then separated the light from the darkness. In the book of Isaiah, the prophet says that people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. And in the second book of Samuel, For you are my lamp, O Lord, my God lightens my darkness. The light which God created is much deeper than simply a light to brighten our days. It signals deliverance, it signals care, it signals love. And in the New Testament, we see again how light conquers darkness. But there, the light is given a name. For God who said, light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shone in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians. All of us who are who believe and are baptized and who receive the light at our baptism are given a mission. For you were formerly in darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. And Peter proclaims just what happens to us because we share the light. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The focus on the journey from darkness to light is perhaps less familiar than other symbols of our Christian initiation, like water, oil, bread, and wine. And that's a shame. One of the difficulties, I think, is that though we frequently hear the words darkness to light, we rarely get the feel for that movement. Words alone are not sufficient to carry its truth. To recognize light as a manifestation of Christ's presence throughout our journey requires a different kind of of experience. Well, we do have in our liturgy one marvelous experience of that movement, when the Church gathers around the light who is Christ at the Vigil of Easter. There we renew our own baptismal promises and we welcome newly baptized into the midst, into our midst. Well, as you know, the Easter Vigil begins in darkness. Everything we treasure as a church 
has stopped. There is no water, for the water has not yet been blessed. There is no consecrated bread or wine, for both have been consumed after the liturgies of Thursday and Good Friday. There is no Mass, only the quiet prayer before the tomb where Jesus has been placed. So we gather in darkness, the darkness of night, ready to begin creation again with the lighting of the new fire. The prayer, make this new fire holy and inflame us with new hope. The liturgy begins as the Bible begins, let there be light. And from this new fire, a single candle is prepared and brought forth. And in lighting that candle, the priest proclaims, Christ is risen, Christ our light. This simple yet powerful ritual speaks the risen Christ in a way that words cannot capture. It's a moment when Christ, who has conquered sin and death, shines forth again through the darkness of our world, so that we, with Christ, can proclaim again, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It's such a great moment, as the light, who is Christ, then lights the candles of each of the baptized, it's the light that radiates from above at Jesus' own baptism. It's the light of fire at Pentecost. It's the light that holds us together with Christ. Though John is using a different image, the vine and the branches, he is speaking the same union we all have with Jesus and with each other. In that beautiful phrase, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit because without me you can do nothing. Just stop for a minute. Get a feel for what happens here to yourself, to those around you, to your companions in faith throughout the world. We are united with Jesus and are now his presence in this world. Our mission is to continue his work in everything that we do. Unfortunately, the, the ritual goes too fast and is swallowed up by the readings and psalms and prayers that follow. Not enough time to let its truth fully embrace us. The exultet is sung, of course, but even there, it goes by too quickly. But think of it. We stand one with the risen Christ, with our own candles held high, and we ourselves become this hymn of praise. This is our Passover feast, when Christ the true Lamb is slain, whose blood consecrates the homes of all believers. Now, it's hard to grasp the, the passage from darkness to light without understanding the grip that darkness can have upon us. Webster's Dictionary gives several meanings for the word, all of which are pretty grim. Darkness clearly means the absence of light, blackness, obscurity, and gloom. Darkness means a state of privacy and secrecy, the claim of the ego always to be by oneself. 
Darkness is about a state of ignorance or error, especially on moral or religious subjects. Think of our world today where truth itself is seemingly so completely ignored. And darkness is a state of distress from all kinds of trouble. From darkness to light is the move away from all that is the opposite. Happiness, not gloom. Openness and truth, not secrecy. Proper understanding and fairness, not ignorance and error. Peace and tranquility in all our dealings. So we, we, we proclaim the light even in this world of ours, though we know the darkness that must yet still be overcome. We have our wars. We have lots of violence. We have disrespect of people who are different, and we have betrayals of many kinds. There is so much need for the light still to reverse and transformed, so much that is dark. You know, much attention is given these days to the war in Ukraine, and so it should be. And much attention is given these days to mass killings, most recently in Buffalo and Texas, and so it should be. But the elements of darkness are much deeper than individual actions. They pervade our culture and are for all of us temptations toward darkness. I think of the classic seven deadly sins, lust, gluttony, greed, laziness, anger, envy, pride. All of them draw us deep into the world of darkness, and all of them cry out for the light that is God. Christ, our light, is spoken in this world of darkness. Like it or not, acknowledge it or not, there is, as Gandhi noted above, a struggle raging within us between the powers of darkness and the power of light. And if we do not keep journeying toward the light, we will fall victim to the powers of darkness, a world of gloom, of ego, of self-concern, of ignorance, anger, fear. Well, we have just ended the season of Easter with Pentecost. We look at our world and are proud to proclaim the light of Christ, but we also look at ourselves, at that raging struggle between the powers of darkness and the power of light. And our prayer and our commitment captured in the Easter candle, our own candles, and the exultet of which we are a part, is this simple prayer. Accept this Easter candle. May it dispel the darkness of this night. May the morning star which never sets find this flame still burning. Christ is that morning star who came back from the dead and shed his peaceful light on all humankind. He's your son who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Speak to God in these final moments about whatever is stirring in your heart.
to God, the Father of mercies, light and source of all good, Lord of all history and of the universe, goal of the entire human journey, we lift our praise. To you, Father, be praise in the church and in the world, in earthly history and in heaven. May you be blessed and praised now and forever. Amen.